Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm a geezer. I'm a geezer. I am a geezer. 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 And I have a problem. 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 Being a geezer ain't always fun and games, but you ain't alone. Alone. You're locked into the Free the Geezer podcast. It's Scotty Stacks. Danny Graff. Johnny Dutch. A.K.A. The Manor. Now, with the LP, the gorgeous Dr. Gareth. Gorgeous. And the cast of very special guests. A few boats in there. We're going to be solving your problems, our problems, stripping away stereotypes. Speak your mind. Free the bird. Free the geezer. Hello and welcome back to the Free the Geezer podcast. This episode is called Social Media and Body Image. We received loads of messages on this from uh, fans, fellow geezers, far and wide, once again. Join us in the studio will be our resident psychiatrist, Dr. Geezer, Dr. G, giving qualified insight and advice. We will be joined later by the incredibly intelligent Mumro Bergdorf, a good friend of ours, an activist. Uh, remember, if you haven't already, like, subscribe and rate the Free the Geezer podcast so we can keep this talk going. Hey. Dr. G's back. How was your weekend, Dr. G? Oh, it was quite quiet, really. Yeah. Some old and boring. Nothing yeah. happening over in Walthamstow. No, nothing much happening in Walthamstow. No whiskey. No, no, no bit of vodka. Bit of vodka. To mine. To mine, yeah. Just a moan, sadly. How's drinking? <coughs> yeah, it was windy. I was scared of going outside, yeah. to be fair, this weekend. Storm Gareth. Storm Gareth. Was it Storm Gareth? It's Storm Gareth. Yeah. Cheers to that. Yeah, cheers to Storm Gareth. Yeah. Storm Gareth. That Storm Gareth been fucking my hair up. <laughs> oh, oh, hello. We got sex. Hello, Jim. Jim, give us the news, please, bro. Hello, boys. This one's from Nick, 30, from Sheffield. Nick says, I've been going to the gym constantly for two to three years, and I used to post pictures of my progress. People would post positive comments back, so it was a great support line to have. However... I feel like people now expect me to always be looking big and that makes me feel like I need to be spending more time in the gym than I already am. If someone else tags me in a picture where I feel I look small, I'll need to hit the gym hard. I get a lot of gratification off social media, but you end up comparing yourself to a lot of other people on it as well. It can have a negative effect on your mood. Mm. Um you got to start thinking about why you started going to the gym in the first place. I think that's it must be where it stems from. Because if you did it for other people's judgment and gratification, then you're always going to be up against it for me. If you're always looking for a bit of praise or looking for a compliment, then you're always going to be up against it. If you're doing it for yourself because you want to feel healthier and you want to um, and you feel more comfortable in your own skin, then that's uh, that's one thing. But doing it for online gratification is a very slippery slope. I mean, mm. I don't know how you feel about it. Am I right, Dr. G? I think so. I mean, I think there's two different types of folk, isn't it? There's folk that go to the gym. There's folk that look good because they're healthy, right? Yeah. And they work out so they do sport or they climb mountains or they do whatever, and then they just generally have a naturally healthy body. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's people that go to the gym 
to look good and you know to wear a t-shirt and a sort of tight muscle top and yeah. all that kind of stuff and I think there's um that's where it becomes that's where it becomes dangerous because mm. there's always people out there who are better looking than you who are bigger than you who are f you know fitter than you cleverer richer well, apart from me obviously Jim <coughs> Jim body I just look like a gym um, <coughs> but you know is the, the so if you if you're in that kind of thing of comparing yourself to other people then then you know, it's just miserable. I mean, I remember I've interviewed folk for TV programmes who are like at the gym all the time. I'm like, yeah, I've not gotten the definition on this little muscle here. It's not quite as good as it used to be. For fuck's sake, I would swap you in a heartbeat to be as fat as you. Do you know what I mean? And it's... It's um, it's never enough. It's never enough. And it's this, it's, it's this kind of like the male equivalent, I think, of anorexia. It's getting to that stage where, you know, people feel that they can control their lives through how they look, how people perceive them. And 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 not they're kind of using their looks to kind of hide the shit that's going on yeah. actually inside their head, their insecurities and, and stuff. I feel like that's where it kind of it almost kills the purpose or the reason why you should be going to the gym and yeah. should be working out. Like the reason you should be working out and training is to be healthy. But then people, I've seen it with people. People get so sucked in to the vanity side of it. The number one, especially amongst our, our group of mates, because more more people, more of our group of mates will just lift weights. Mm. Right, and lifting weights it does not. You look good, but you've got no. There's no real health or fitness benefits. If anything, it's bad for your anatomy. It's bad for your heart. Right, yeah. and your heart. Yeah, and so and then the problem with that is that number one, you're not you're not really becoming healthy for it. I suppose there's a self discipline which is good, but then the problem with that with weights in particular is you get you get obsessive, and then people start doing juice and steroids mm -hmm. to the point where you actually you end up. Damaging and hurting your body more. Less healthy than you were. Exactly. Yeah. And the stuff that people are putting in, this growth hormone in particular, Jesus Christ, and just, it, it, I mean, it makes your bones grow apart from anything else. And you from massive jaws and big hands and all that kind of stuff, which is just, it's, it is really, really unhealthy. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm old, obviously. I remember the. It all started with obsession for men with Calvin Klein. I remember right before then, you never saw a naked man ever advertising anything and then there was this Calvin Klein campaign of all these Greek gods basically standing on swings and swinging and then Kate Moss was involved and then there was Marky Mark and all that kind of Calvin Klein thing that yeah. just became focused on male physique as being, yeah. you know, you've got to look like a sculpture and most people can't look like that. I've had a gym membership for 10 years and I can remember, well, I started going again last year because I was trying to quit smoking, that was the, the key for it. And then... Um, I remember going in there and seeing people and everyone was like saying, I said, you just got a membership? Like, no, I'm just, just started going. And ev everyone, it, it has become a competitive thing now. Everyone's, yeah. and Instagram, obviously. Instagram, yeah, everyone. social media. Love Island. Like, it, it goes right. There is, I know that there is the other, other side of things, and I will say this, I know Scott talks about it a lot. There is um, a certain positive outlook and frame of mind you can get from working out. Produces endorphins and... There is, like, there is a, a reason why it is addictive other than Instagram, that it does actually make you feel good, the sense of achievement and the endorphins that it comes at. But you have to temper that with, if you're going to the gym and you're breaking your back, then Scott, I'll, tell, I'll say this, I've trained with Scott. Scott was someone who could lift probably more than I could, and I'm probably, I weigh three, four stone more than Scott, two, well, two, three stone more than Scott. Let's not get into that. But, <laughs> right, I, he's someone who, who lifted more than it, and he put his back out because he was doing way too much because it becomes obsessive. It's like, I need to do more, I need to do more, I need to do more. And yeah. it was, yeah. So I, I slipped, I was, at the time I was doing like, because I was training with a couple of friends who'd like, they'd been inside and whatever, and they'd come out big and they were doing a lot of power lifting and stuff like that. And 
So I was lifting heavy at the time. I was lifting like 210 deadlifts, 180 squats, and I was warming up on 60 kilo squats and I slipped a disc in my back. And for two years, I got sent from pillar to post through osteopaths, chiropractors, acupuncturists, physios, all these different people. Um, and in the end, I, um, I almost had fusion surgery on my back mm. where they'd have had to open my back up, uh, remove the ruptured part of the disc and screw my spine together, right? And what, I'll tell you what, one of the worst things about that process <clears throat> was when I was re- doing the rehabilitation and I couldn't train at 100%. Mm. And I felt like that's what, this, it's the psychological gain from the gym is so much it's so much the the, the 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 attraction as much as looking good but it's the the self-discipline is pushing yourself and it's breaking through boundaries and so you know when you go like if you work out when you go and have a workout and every every day can't be a good day or it wouldn't be a good day yeah. so you have to have good and bad days right and then when you have a bad day at the gym and you get back and you've been a bit lazy or you felt a bit weak or whatever and you feel a bit shit and you don't get that sense of fulfillment like every time I worked out was that because I couldn't push 100% because my back. Mm. And it turned into this fucking, it was like this demon for me that I wanted, I felt like I wanted to keep training because I needed to train. I wanted, wanted to be healthy, but I couldn't train to 100%. I was proper depressed because of it, man. Yeah. You know proper. what as well, you, I've, I've, sorry, I've, I've found, if I've been going gym for three months and I don't go for a week, oh, I've seen myself smaller than if I've been going for two weeks on the spin because it's just relative. And you get to that point where if you lose a little bit, you're bigger than you've ever been, but yeah. you still feel mm. smaller yeah, because yeah. you've got to constantly be growing and growing. It's, it fucking mirrors social media, to be fair, because yeah. if, you, if your followers ain't going up, you, you can have a target in your head, get to 10,000, 20,000. Yeah. But the minute they start stalling, yeah. then you're looking yeah. at it like, whoa, there's no growth. And it's that growth thing. And the difference in your perception of yourself mm. creates your reality so much. It's mad. This is something that it must be, and I'm, I'll get your advice on this, it must be the male ego that plays a massive role in this. There's something that happens with men in particular, where it's the testosterone or the ego that creates this sort of narrative in your own head. Yeah, and the competitiveness, I think. Yeah. Guys. It is competitive. But, yeah, no, but I think it's mad when you go back to like fucking the, the things people put in their bodies now. And I know some people, like, I look at some of my mates and like some of my mates that take training seriously and the amount of like tablets yeah. and supplements and things that they consume throughout the day, like... You look at, I look at some of my mates, my mate's taking like nine pills in the morning every day. Nine, nine different tablets, like it can't, it can't be good for you. And I think a lot of these products, they're not, they're not only do they not work, but they're full of shit. So I think this is a problem with everyone in their 20s and young, young people in general, you've got a short-termist attitude. Instagram has made it worse, yeah. where you're gonna have, you're gonna be putting things in your body, whether it be doing a load of drugs on a Friday night or doing a load of drugs on a Monday morning before going to gym. You're doing it for the now, and to impress people now, or to live for the moment now, we need a bit more of a long-termist attitude. And this is what us, it sounds like you need to do. You need to set yourself targets, yes, it's important to, but who are you setting them targets for? That is, that's for me, that, that's a problem. And what's enough? And what's, what's enough? What's, what's good enough? Then you reach, you reach your targets and you set new ones, innit? It's just but like, what about like maintaining? Money, what about getting to a, a place you're happy with, yeah. which you originally set out to, and then maintaining that? That's all my target was getting from a small to a medium, but yeah. stocky in a medium. When I, when I talk to my mates and they're like, ah, oh, I really, I'm struggling to put on weight. I'm thinking that I sounds still. like a fucking vibe. Bastard. That sounds so what, fun. What you're trying, trying is quite fun. Trying really hard to put Just on weight. Just like, anything. Because surely yeah. eating, this one, when people say, oh no, you don't realise, like, it's for difficult, it's different for you. Like, I, I struggle to put on weight. And I'm thinking, yeah. well, surely 
eating is much more fun than not eating. Because mm-hmm. food is nice. Everyone's got their own problem. This is what I'm saying, though, is that do you think anyone, and I'll ask this to, the, to, um, to Nick, do you think anyone's actually happy? So all these people you're comparing yourself, do you think they're happy? Watch how much they look in the mirror at the gym. Exactly. That's all you've got to judge to see Someone how happy people like are. Like Even the biggest lumps, you just all they look at is the mirror. You put, take a picture. People put a picture every day. The picture is a millisecond from a day. So there's about there's a million milliseconds in a day. You're seeing that a millisecond of someone's life. You ain't seen him look in the mirror. You ain't seen him injecting shit in his bum. You ain't seen him getting up at six in the morning having a load of tuna and going to the gym. You're seeing the millisecond of him when he's just done a workout. That ain't reality. And that's what I'm saying. If you keep For comparing instance, yourself... John just had a, a beans, cheese and tuna jacket potato. I know, and I'm yeah, vegan. And, you can tell. And, I'm ve- and I'm telling everyone I'm vegan. I'm a liar. You can't compare to people's... What you think is their reality, it's not their reality. Like, it is the best version of themselves. So stop comparing it to that. Do what you feel comfortable. Set targets you want to reach. Maintain them targets. If you want to set another target... As long as it's healthy and you're doing it for the right reasons, then carry on. But then at the same time, look, it, it is important to work out yeah, and train that. and train and be healthy. Do you know what I mean? Because I feel like it's just health is wealth and it's about wealth of the mind and your heart. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Fe- feel it, feeling good about yourself is, is important. But make sure, make sure, run, that's what we make sure you, yeah, yeah, whatever it is. Like, that's why what I'm doing at the moment, like, I'm not lifting weights anymore. That's why I'm doing the boxing. It's like I want, I want to look, I do want to look good and feel good, but I want a functional physique. I don't want. I don't want to fucking be be like built like a brick shit house, and I can't run for a train yeah. without blowing out my ass. Do you know what I'm saying? Stop investing so much of your energy in, in into social media. It's how if it's affecting you like that. Stop it. Step. Take a step back from it because that ain't real life. Talk about social media, we're doing a podcast which is going out on all platforms. All platforms, and I want yeah. you to discuss it thoroughly on every single Share social media. Share it, account. like it, criticise it. Share it, it on it. Twitter, Instagram. Just as long as you're talking about us, we'll be happy. Troll, yes. troll your mates. We just need your attention. We need your attention. I don't like Please. bad comments. Yes. Please don't leave bad comments. <laughs> oh, another text. Oh, text. Oh, I'm interested. This one's from Stacey Hello. from Sully Hull. She says, I'm 28. And all I'm seeing is people getting married, engaged and having kids. Tell me about it. I feel like I'm the only one not at that stage in their life. I barely talk to these people now, so not sure why I'm still following them. I spend way too much time on social media as it is. First thing I do waking up and last thing I do before going to bed. I'm considering a social media detox, but I'm afraid that I might miss out on something important. How do I deal with the FOMO? Delete your Facebook app. Absolutely. Delete it. Facebook in particular, delete it. I used to always block people who, once they got married or had kids, I would block them. (laughs) Birds. I would just, no, hide them. I wouldn't block them, I'd hide them. Birds, I'm assuming. Yeah, and geezers in the end as well. Geezers, yeah. yeah. No, not so much, but yeah. One thing, Stacey, nothing actually happens. You miss out on real life by spending too much time on social media. That's what you want to worry about the FOMO from. Is this a millennial problem? Yeah. Our mothers, you know, growing up, they wouldn't <coughs> yeah. have cared if they saw pictures of no. their friends getting married. Because it weren't thrown in their face. You, yeah. you, you, you only interact with a handful of people. Yeah. 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 And if you care, some people are getting married and they put pictures on Facebook or they think, so what? If you're not, then get out there and do something. Don't sit in your phone. Yeah. Well, that's a good point. And then, and, then, and then compare yourself to other people because all you put in social media is the good bits. You don't go, do you know what? I'm having a really shit day. I have a diarrhea. 
And uh, burnt the dinner, fell out with my partner, it's really crap. Bills come in. Like, some people actually do, do some that. Do that yeah, yeah, you got, yeah. Yeah. I just had diarrhea. Can we start that hashtag? <laughs> That's an anti way of dealing with it. Yeah. Yeah. I just had diarrhea oh. today. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's always like, oh, it's amazing. Everything's really cool. I'm amazed. Look at my photo. And, oh, look at the kids. are amazing. Oh, fuck off. <clears throat> I don't care. I hate looking at other people's photographs. Since I've been a kid, I've hated it. Right? My mum would make you stand up and you take, take another one for safety. So you get two photos the same, you send them off to the printer, you come back and then you look through other, and people put slideshows up. You go around and see their holidays. Who gives a, who gives a crap about someone else's life? That's why I don't life? like photos now from that kid thing where it yeah. was like I was trying to do something I wanted to do and yes. they go, come and have a photo. Yeah. So even now, when someone tries to give me the photo, I'm not doing anything, but I'm like, come on, come on, I read this up. Like, That's why you always look fucking half dead. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. like, fuck's sake, get it, come on. Let's take a photo of my dinner, you know, oh, look at my phone. I don't care what people Scott eat. Once, Scott once snapped a 17 course meal. Oh my God. Well, that's course, different. Course by course. Course by course. Is it the best restaurant in the world? <laughs> well, that's fair enough. I mean, <laughs> but, but not, not to show everyone else, because that's just showing off. Oh, yeah. No, it was the show, man. No, it was the show, man. It was in yeah. individual Instagram posts. So literally, <laughs> if you look through your timeline, <laughs> there was different meals. There was, you know, a, 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 a beetroot mousse. But people, people, oh, people, people that appreciate. I did it twice actually. I Friends did it at the. Um, I, I did it at the Fat Duck, which is a uh, Heston Blumenthal's three Michelin star restaurant in um, yeah. in near Ascot, yeah, 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 yeah. and then uh, Geranium in Copenhagen. Yeah. This was the early I, days in Scott because I weren't even on. I remember well, someone told me someone's gone. You seen Scott's oh, like, you a food you critic missed, now? You missed right out. What we're seeing is there's a fine line between pride and showing off, isn't there? Like, why are you proud? This is the thing I've, I've always thought. No, but it's not for me. But for foodie people, like for me, if I saw that for me. These restaurants have got massive reputations, yeah? So if I saw, if I knew someone, and this is me being genuine, like being honest, if someone I knew went to the Fat Duck and I hadn't been there, I'd want to see it course by course. Like, just go I'd on. find that, in, well, because it costs like 750 quid. Like, I follow food accounts, innit? Like, yeah. I, I like seeing, mm-hmm. like, I follow things like munchies and foodism and stuff like but that. But you, like, you, I'm you do, but stuff. everyone that follows you doesn't, doesn't necessarily interested in the fact that you spent 750 quid in the fact that... But they might be interested in the fact so that I ate a mustard ice cream and okay. snail porridge. Essentially, you post what you're proud of yeah. and you don't really think when you post what are my followers into. You yep. post what you yeah. feel proud of because, again, it is a tool to mainly show off what you feel is your way of showing it's, it's, off. It's, it's kind of show, but it's not just show. It's not, it's, it is showing off, but it's just projecting, and we all do it every day in life. Yeah. It's projecting the image of yourself that you want other people to perceive yeah. you for. Yeah. Yeah. Scott and me have very different opinions on this, and it's, mine have changed recently, where I feel as though, as a music artist, yeah. I'd rather start at some point letting the music do a bit of the talking, which is funny enough, because we've got to listen You see too much, I think. Yeah. I think you see too much. I, I think one of the biggest things with artists you grew up with, and you, you built up a thing in a thing, because you'd read a little magazine excerpt, mm. and and it's it ain't the, it's the reality is you can't do that nowadays, because people will just forget about you, because they'll see so much yeah, other stuff. That's the but problem. The, the good thing was, was that you didn't see too much, you didn't, and you built up almost like a superhero-like character mm-hmm. of your favourite artist, I thought. I'll tell you who did it. I was watching um, Bohemian Rhapsody the other day, which was like a watered-down version of what <laughs> Freddie Mercury really was like. Yeah. But when Freddie Mercury, he did like interviews, and it was made, it was made of that, but when he actually does do an interview, mm-hmm. it lasted with people for years. So he'd give, a, he'd give an interview every time he had an album out, which was every year, but once a year, you'd hear something mad that would be the, all the promo you need to sell an album. But I feel as though these days, certain people are more Instagram personalities than music artists. And that is where things get a little bit blurred. That's why Kate Moss is so, so successful yeah. as a supermodel. Never gave an interview, never spoke, never did anything. Yeah. Because it was, it was just always the sort of elusive fantasy figure, right? Yeah. And I think sometimes nowadays people fall into the trap of 
selling themselves, selling their privacy over and over and over and over again. So everybody feels that they, they feel that they've got to let their fans know everything about them. And actually, it's much better for them not to know much about yeah. you at all. Yeah. And for you to be this kind of slightly mysterious, aloof, some presumably new bands and stuff feel that they've got to keep <coughs> selling their actuality yeah. to the public when you don't actually yeah. can do kardashians don't live that life no. of course they don't yeah. they've can they, they have they're sick sometimes they have diarrhea they fall over they yeah. they're like i mean that unphotoshopped picture of of kim kardashian's yeah. arse when it was all mortal because that's what happens when you get fat injected into your arm exactly um, and it goes all lumpy yeah right but she photoshops it out and and so everyone thinks oh that's how it's supposed to look it doesn't look like that we've got um, plenty we've got yeah we're like talking about you know photoshopping and airbrushing we've got plenty of female friends that do exactly the same thing that they live for this instagram personality but the problem is you can't fool the people all the time and that's what you're trying to do a lot of people are trying to do this on instagram you cannot fool all the people all the time you all get found out so either say less or be a lot more real simple yeah. as that for me. You're going to change people's opinions, except the fact that there are some people out there who are just not going to like you. Mm. Some people that are, and I always, I'm not that analogous, like some people are cats and some people are dogs. Dogs mm. don't like cats and cats don't like dogs. Mm. Don't be a barking cat, because that's a cat pretending <laughs> to be a dog. There you go. Like cats that. will think you're an idiot, the dogs will chase you. There you go. Right. There you go. There you go. Great analogy, Dr. G. So this girl, get out more. Yeah. Stop looking at social media, switch your phone off at night time, makes you sleep better. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Right, we've got a guest here. Oh, hello. 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 Is that Mum Roberto? Hello, babe. Lovely to meet you. Hello, nice to meet you. How are you doing? Very good. Good for beers. Do you want a drink? Uh, I just have water. Water? Water. This is what's been ruining all my days so far. Every time we don't have a pod. Have a beer. Have a beer. So, Munro, would you like to introduce yourself and tell everyone a bit about yourself? Are a bit big. Hi. Push them up. I've got a massive head there. Got it. Yeah, Hi, um, I'm Munro. I'm an activist and I speak about different um, subjects um, in the media, such as like body image and um, gender, sexuality, those kind of things, and like yeah. how we can all exist together yeah. being different as well. Yeah. That's something that I'm really keen on. So, yeah. I'm very different to you guys, but like I have such an appreciation for like what you do oh, and like the music so, that you, you know do it's a very well. mutual thing because we've always said it we've half the reason we wanted to do this podcast because we get sort of seen a certain way as football yeah, geezery we yeah. do but and we do we do half feed into that stereotype yeah, quite a bit but we've always had a very diverse group yeah. of mates and one of the key things we've always tried to get across in our music similar things to what you do is just everyone can get along mm. and that's the main thing mm. everyone can and it's like that's why I'm a big fan of a lot of stuff you do. Yeah, thank massive, you. massive fan. Thank you. And it was, and it's good to see it. I mean, you have, I've got to say, I don't want to plug it too much, but you have all been very supportive of, of us. And I know it genuinely. Oh, sure. We are, we are, We are Instagram friends, and it was good to finally yeah. meet you in person. Yeah. And also, I meet the person 
who has given Piers Morgan a run for his money more <laughs> times. Well uh, more times. It was, a, it was about a few months back. I've, honestly, he was flustered. And it was brilliant to watch. <laughs> where he was flustered because he loves, there's certain subjects he loves and he thinks he's got it. Munro came on and showed him up. By the way, I've never seen anyone party so hard as oh. like you guys on Instagram. Oh, yeah, we Is it you two? Are you two like the, the like... The hardcore ones. No, we like, all have our stints. He, he's, in a, he's in a healthy period. I'm the worst, but I go out less. Because okay. when I go out, I don't go home. Because I think yeah. I went to bed and I was looking at your stories and I went to bed and then yeah. I woke back up and you, like, one of you was still uploading. Yeah. 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 That would be, be me. I don't, I don't go sleep. <laughs> I'll get up and go again and again and again okay. every day. Got Scott you. will still be going from last week's one. Okay. But anyway, what have you, what have you been up to at the minute? Um, oh, God. Just, um, oh God, where have I been up to? I'm writing a book at the moment. Oh, really? So that's taken up a lot of time. Oh, it's such a long proce- like, procedure and, like, yeah. getting all the information together so I'm doing that I've got a cat skin, skin campaign that comes out today mm-hmm. um, I've had a lingerie line that just came out wow. um, so just trying to um, like figure out how I'm going to um, you know take 2019 and like make it mine really you are very Sounds you're like always you're always working yeah That's what I like. you're always grafting thank you we're very lazy and i see it and i'm like fucking i could but be you're so it. talented that's the thing Appreciate the paradox that. you've got to have a passion for it and it sounds like you know you, the way you're talking about what you're coming up for you it's the same with us we've worked for the first time for a week dr dr g this last week's been hectic for us which is very this but is we've day been, two we've done we've only done one day we did a photo shoot yesterday all right, mate. Is that lazy? Like, it feels like I've been out here for two months. It feels like I've been working for two months, Dan. We've got this EP coming out. It's called Free the Geezer. It's by far, head and shoulders, the best bit of music we've ever done. Amazing. We're very proud of it. Looking forward I to it. I don't know. I can't say that, but I huh? hate, I hate, I cringe saying that. Yeah, I'm a show off, though. You are, innit? I can't, I can't say that. Oh, right, look, we're gassing here. We've got a text. Jimmy, could you give us the news, please? This one's from Jason, 26 years old, from Hull. All right, lads, I'm 25 and starting to notice my hairline is receding and also thinning out the back. I've grown my hair long to cover it and I just about get away with it. However, it shows occasionally, especially when I'm playing sports, swimming, etc. The boys occasionally give me shit for it. They've all got perfect hairlines, by the way. I brush the banter off, but behind closed doors, I've lost a fair bit of confidence. I know I can't pull off the shaved head look, and think going completely bald will age me and make dating tricky. I'm now saving up for a hair transplant. It's costing about 8k, which would otherwise be a first house deposit. Where? In Hull, yeah. That's going to say, not in London. <laughs> 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 that's a, that's well, a, no, I just, the numbers weren't adding That's up. a bad you weekend in you, London. You wouldn't get a bin in London for 8k. <laughs> My thinking, though, is that if it makes me feel better about myself, there ain't nothing wrong with that. But then again, I can't help thinking I'm being overdramatic. Lads 30 years ago would have just picked up the razor and got on with it. I'll start here. Mm-hmm. I've, got, I've got to say, we're, we're all guilty of it. We've, had, we've got two pals, twins, who have been losing their hair from like 21. Good looking lads. Uh-huh. But it, we just <laughs> give it to them. Because mm. it's something you've never dealt with yeah. and we were awful. For years, and I've only noticed it the past couple of years. I'm thinking, oh, I'm going a little bit thinner, front, and I've obsessed. No, 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 no. But it's one of them things. I'm saying, no, well, I'm covering it all up. That's why I'm combing it down. I used to go up, but um, <laughs> but it's one of them things I see now that it's 
how much it is, it gets your head. Because all it took was one person to say it to me, and I always thought I've got thick hair, so I never thought of it. Yeah. But one little comment, and I thought, how much we give it to them boys who were losing it bad? Yeah. And now mm. I look at myself now, and I'm like, what a kind of... How have I done that? Me like? and Ky- so even Kyla, my best mate, and it's like, his hair's much worse than mine, and I give it to him for years. <laughs> and then now, the first thing he does when he sees me, he'll start getting my hair and pulling it yeah. out of place. And, that, and I wasn't... The thing is, when I first... I'm getting a little bit thin at the front, but it didn't really bother me. But then now it's like... And then, when you don't bother me, you take the piss and you think, oh, no, it's all right. And then as soon as it starts to get in your nut, I remember like when I first started staying at a bird's house and I'd wake up in the morning and I'd quickly look at my barnet on my phone and try and cover up a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Do you, it's, I mean, I, I suppose it's the same as, the same as, uh, I don't know, the Kardashians almost encouraging, not encouraging, but there's this thing with, with uh, plastic surgery online and, and feeling like you have to meet certain targets when you see other people and how good they look. It's like this, we can go and sort that out. We can go to a doctor's and we go and well, sort that out. That's now. why I think I'm a hypocrite because I've yeah. always said to people, whenever any girl says to me, I'm going to change my nose, I'm going to get a boob job, I've gone, no, why are you doing that? Well, you don't need mm. to. But until you, but until you realise yeah. yourself, because I've always been quite comfortable with my appearance. Yeah. And then when you actually realise, you're like, yeah, I mean, I've had quite a lot of surgery. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I think, you know, do whatever you uh, feel comfortable with and if it's going to give you confidence yeah. then that's great so yeah. don't do it because yeah. you feel that you need to for other people yeah. like don't go and get yeah. um, hairline surgery because you want to like you know pick up girls or yeah. whatnot. do it for you yeah. exactly if, yeah. if you want to you know if, if it's really draining your self-confidence then I would say go for it or just shave it off yeah I think you know personally it's probably got to be much more effort Growing it out and then positioning it and yeah. like trying to steer away oh, from wind. Especially when there's not much left. This and moisture as well. <laughs> Do you think there's a response? Because I remember in terms of the um, the uh, losing hair thing, I remember when Wayne Rooney got his hair replaced and he made a thing out of it and everyone knew. Yeah. Do you think, same with plastic surgery, it's important that people tell, like if you're going to present this image online that you... You admit and you're open about the fact that you have plastic surgery, or do yeah. you think it doesn't matter? Because look, the Kardashians haven't been very open with it, yeah. and they have they have almost girls are all going to the gym thinking they can squat and get bum like Kim K. Yeah. That can't happen. <laughs> like, so you think it's important that people tell it or or, or open about it yeah, if you're in a public eye? If, if you've got a public profile, then I think it does help yeah. Yeah. because you don't want people to start striving for goals that they can't achieve. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm always very honest about when I have things done, yeah. and like I always get it done for myself. I'm not, you know, I always say as well, you know, don't skimp on surgery. Don't go for like the cheap option. If you're going to do it, it's your face, it's your body, take care of it. Uh, But I mean, I get stuff done for me and I would never say that this is the way to, you know, be happy. Yeah. But I feel like the thing is, is, I suppose there is a difficult line to draw sometimes with some people to when, whether you are truly doing it for yourself or not. Because I take it, take it, I can only speak from a bloke, for example, and I can Mm. speak from a bloke who's, whose hair's thinning like and it's like you might say oh yeah it's not it's because I don't feel too secure in myself blah 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 but I bet there's a lot more single blokes Mm. who get self-conscious about their hairline (laughs) being thin than someone who's in a secure happy relationship who's not too worried about the way they look to the opposite sex because they know that they have someone who appreciates them for who they are and the way they look so I think it's like I I think it's feeling your masculinity and like Mm. it's, it's like you know I think it's, you know, masculinity is so fragile as well. I feel like, you know, guys are like can be like strong presenting, but I think that it's like a hindrance and it's such like a, 
it's such a visual thing yeah. and it's almost like you know wearing your heart on your sleeve a bit and yeah. like really feeling your mortality a little bit yeah. But yeah. do you think this guy's getting bullied by his pals though and it's like if it's not his hair yeah. they're going at they'll go at something else yeah. right yeah. and actually I'm not sure that many girls really worry about whether or not guys hair is receding a little bit or not I think it's more of a man thing yeah, yeah. I think if it's a comb over a comb over not the likes of comb over not so into comb over but then you're just you're just trying to lie you own there's nothing. I mean, like something can happen. If, if somebody's going to fall for you, yeah. right? They're going to fall for you. They're not really going to fall for the fact that you've not got any spots or your skin is completely clear or your hair lines down to here or whatever. Do you know mm. what I mean? To an extent, though, but then there's still a factor of natural selection, and there is still a factor if someone doesn't. You might get less of a chance to to project your personality mm. onto someone. Well, because your hair lines are a bit further. No, back. but if someone doesn't find you physically attractive immediately, then they're not for there's you. There's less chance this is what I always for you to meet someone that is actually for you. No, isn't it? Do no, you know no, I mean? no, 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 no. If, they, if somebody doesn't like you because you've got a bad Hairline. Fuck them. Where does it stop where you start saying, okay, I can, for instance, bleach in skin? If you feel as though you're too dark and there's friends, let's have it right, there's black, you know, amongst my black friends, some time, you know, we will take that when I was younger, we take the piss out of someone for being a bit too dark. Mm. So, was it? Was he right to go and bleach his skin so he, so he fits in more of his friends? No, Certain I times you've got to, have you not got to accept? I think you've got to, yeah. I think if some, at the end of the day, something's going to bother you so much that you can't mm. deal with it, then yeah. you've got to do it. Yeah. And but again, you shouldn't be doing it like you say because you're going to try and win no, someone out. Yeah, yeah. No, you did because you feel better about yourself. I've had my teeth done. I had a massive gap in my front teeth, and I hated it as a kid. And I was smiling like that all the time. Mm. And um, so I thought, do you know what? Got it done for me, not for anyone else. Mm. And I like it, right? And also, you know, like you know, your health, like mm -hmm. like yeah. skin bleaching is yeah. bad for your yeah. health. Yeah. 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 Do things for yourself to make yourself feel yeah. better. That's fine. But don't yeah, do them for other people. And don't because your pals are taking the piss out of you. Yeah. 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 They will just take the piss because they'll just take the piss oh, out of your hair plugs. Yeah. They'll go, ah, you need your hair done. I kind of feel that guys get insecure because they realise that everything that they say about yeah. girls, yeah. they're now having on them. Yeah. You know, all of like the jokes about take her swimming on the first day. Yeah. Like they suddenly feel, oh shit, what if she takes me swimming on yeah, the yeah. first day and then she sees my hairline. Yeah. So I think it's kind of, you know, it's the first feeling of, you know, the societal pressures of beauty yes. standards yeah. um, that guys don't yeah. usually have. I think it's ex it's been exposed a lot. I mean, we we always say it all the time. There's there's not that much fucking difference. No. There ain't that much difference. And like I say, we geezers have always been had this thing where you pride yourself and we don't give a fuck, but we do. Yeah, we do exactly the same. Same it's thing, like and it's not like you just said. It's the first time now. Mm. We, if you just think about your hair. Women have a hell of a lot to think about because yeah. the pressures they've got on is everything. You know the barbers, you got the spotlights, and then like. Yeah. He was like, he said, I looked down at my phone and, I was, and I, was, I was like posting on Instagram from the barber chair and then I caught myself at an angle on the top of my head, which, I haven't, which I haven't seen before. And I thought, ooh, that's a bit mad. <laughs> and, then, uh, and, then, and then the thing is, the girl I'm seeing at the moment is taller than me. So I thought, oh, she might have seen that before. That's yeah, all a bit mad. Yeah, like, yeah. And that's I don't think girls like, care about it. Yeah, if it's like bro. a little bit, but like I think you know, if it is like a proper Donald Trump, yeah, then yeah. like <laughs> then shave that it. off. Yeah, shave Donald it Trump off. hasn't helped anyone with Obama. <laughs> Trump's ruined all of that. Yeah, the fact is, <laughs> if you need now. it, do it. And if your do mates keep you. taking a piss out and you can't hack it, get better mates. It's not as easy to say. You can't just get get bit. Nah, or just, yeah, really, mates and mates. Mates are going to mug you off because they like you. It's really just a way of flirting. Yeah, just have a conversation and be like, look, lads, it's really like kind of getting to me a little bit. Difficult with boys, though. Okay, is it not? Okay, I not You can't show weak because then it will just get... This is the problem with toxic masculinity. That's why we're doing this podcast. That's what we're trying to break down. Yeah, but this is what you're talking about. Free the geezer. Exactly. You say that, but the same... 
certain people, my mates, when they've had a summit a little bit more serious and issues, I've always felt like they've and my mates have come to me and I can give them that yeah. advice. Yeah, but if it, when it's when it's when it's when it's something that you see as a serious issue, but if one of those, not something not something actually material if one of your like mates, that, yeah. If one I of your think... mates came to you, right? If one of our two twins or the other one come to you and say, "Man, I'm not being funny," like the, the hair jokes are really starting to like get to me. There's no way you're gonna say, "All oh, right, sweet." Man, no, no, I, I disagree. I think yeah. for me, I can tell if I'm making a joke yeah. and someone's not laughing back with me, and I can t if you know your mates, you know if yeah, someone's yeah, not laughing amazing. back. Oh, you could because we take the mic, pay, mix, uh, take the mick out of our mates being fat, bald, short, everything. If someone stops laughing back. I know. People, right? No, no, <laughs> but it's wrong. It's wrong. But I can tell when people aren't as receptive yeah. to the to those sort of jokes. And you should know, as a mate, you should know your mate not well enough to be like, oh, that's a bit strong. That's one of our things. The way we deal with serious issues is through humour. Yeah. So we will give it. We will make the jokes because I feel like then that breaks the ice. A lot of people said to me, it's, it's actually helped me get over things a lot quicker yeah. than if everyone had just skirted around it because then you're waiting for someone to make that joke mm. and, and bring it up. I no, mean, it depends on the not person. Not everyone's the same, exactly. I no. think just establish like a boundary. Yes. I think yeah. that that's good. Yeah. Like I used to date a guy that was quite laddie and when he came home from hanging out with his friends, like yeah. he was like kind of bantery at the time, but then he came home and he was kind of like, it is actually pissing me off a little bit. Yeah. So I think just like establish those boundaries, like within your friendship and then you can like build from there. But you should definitely get hair plugs if, if it's going to make you happier. Yeah. Like I'm all for it. You got text? Jimmy, give us the news, bro. This one is from an anonymous sender. Hey. Um, do you want to just give a bit of context to Monroe why that's so funny? So? <laughs> oh, talking about mugging off your mate. Yeah, he's been know? mugging off. Jim might even have dyslexia, but you've been mugging him off <laughs> now for the whole for the whole season of this podcast because he can't say anonymous anonymity. Oh, okay. But he's been practicing over the week. Say it again. Say it again. Jim, I forgot about that. Anonymous. Well done. Anonymous. <laughs> Can you say phenomenal? Yeah, I'm not even going <laughs> to. Is this a podcast or is it countdown? Let's move on. Right, right. right. <laughs> okay, so anonymous sender hey, says... Hey, I was fucking hey, racking. Racking. Like, you'll be racking. <laughs> Social media and reality TV programs make me feel I have to have my shit together at a young age in order to have any chance of success. I'm 22 and not found myself enjoying a career and getting the money I want. Seeing how my fellow gals and geezers are living on the gram... Holidays, designer clothes, nights out, etc. It all makes me feel like I should be earning a lot at a young age. It's playing absolute havoc to my self-esteem. I think a few of the boys feel the same, but no one talks about it. Right, can I? Can I? Right. So let me start this because I, when I when we were getting all these Instagram submissions, right, and I was reading through them, this one fucking got to me because I thought like because I've, I've had that feeling before, right, but I thought twenty two, mm -hmm. yeah. and you're feeling down about not having your shit together. Like, brother, I, I don't know what I'm doing now. Bro, I just Seriously. Found, I found, I found a new credit card and like transferred the balance at 22 so I could go a for again. Mate, like, that, was, that was as far as I was thinking. Mate, literally, but do you know what? And one thing, without going too onto this year, like, it's one thing about society now, and I'm, I'm as much of a guilty, I'm as guilty of it as anyone else, because I am a bit of a materialist, right? And I am a bit flashy on Instagram, which, and Instagram is a big fucking optical illusion. But a big problem, yeah, is everyone tells you this is what you need to make you happy, innit? This is what you need to have to make you happy. This is what you need to see in the mirror to make you happy. This is what you need to do to make you happy. But happiness, you can't find it with, you can't find it with your eyes, innit? It's a feeling. But you're not told to 
follow your feeling and do what makes you feel happy. You're told what you're told what makes you feel happy. So the problem is people fucking go to the gym and get a certain body, or people save money and buy certain things, or do certain things and chase and chase and break their back to get these things, and then they get them, and then they're not happy, and then you don't know what the fuck to do, and then yeah. people get depressed. I think as well he's got it. He's saying looking at social media has made him think he's got to have his shit together. But all he's seeing here is holidays, designer clothes and nights out. That's not... That's not having your shit together. Well, it could be. In my eyes, that actually is a bit having your shit together. It's having a, having a good time. But generally, that ain't. It's like... No, no one's got... No one ever gets... To, you get your shit together and then you die. That's I don't think goes. anyone like, ever has their <laughs> shit never, together. You never I think, do. I think, you know, I, I actually posted about this yesterday and, like, I've been having, like, a bit of a tough time in the press the last two weeks and it's been a bit much. Really? And, yeah, but, like, that's all kind of been behind the scenes and I posted because I get a lot of like younger trans people and LGBTQ people like um, messaging me saying I wish I had your life wish that I could be as confident as you and I was like you don't see how much I'm crying behind the scenes mm. like oh. having like hard days and we've, yeah. we all have hard cool. days and yeah. they're no harder than you know a single like I mean then it's nothing like a single mom really? it's, it's nothing you know it's all relative yeah. but at the same time it, we do need to rem- remind, remind ourselves that you know social media is a mirage it's not real and you know we've all got bills to pay we've all got mortgages we've all got rent you know do you think you should and i mean i'm a gay man and i didn't i grew up not knowing i believe that you couldn't be a doctor and be and be gay right that was absolutely absolutely totally completely fundamental couldn't be a doctor and be gay that's why in my head right couldn't tell a single soul but that's why I had no role models. There was no one kind of older than me or, or out there because social media wasn't around and all that kind of stuff. But do you think that maybe we've got a responsibility now that we're kind of slightly better known or more outspoken or have platforms like this to be able to yeah. say, actually, life's not all that good all oh, the time. Sure. And it's really hard. But Instagram and Facebook and all of these kinds push you because it's about promoting and it's promoting yeah. a brand and it's promoting this, this kind of image that yeah. actually you, we need to get the message out there to folk that... 22 for fuck's sake. Oh, I, had, right. I had got married. I had a child on the way. Yeah. My life was going down the toilet. I was working as a doctor. I had lots of things yeah. happening, right? But I wasn't happy. Life's a journey that you go on and you can't live it up to the expectations of what people post no. on, on, on social media. When you were telling me the other day how much your life has changed mm. since yeah. you were 22, mm, it just goes to show you've almost lived another life yeah, since Yeah, totally. Then. totally. Exactly. It's in different chapters. Yeah. And, and, and it, you go through ups and downs yeah. and life. it's like relationships. You fall in and out of love with the person you're with. If you want to make it work, you have to try really hard yeah, at it, right? Exactly. Same with life. And like I also say, me and Dan are avid Made in Chelsea fans. Well, and Tari fans, but more Made in Chelsea. Oh, we right. said it the other day it is filtered the way Made in Chelsea is filmed it makes it look as though this is some other realm it's always where sunny. everything they've got like a gloss aristocratic that makes it a utopia gloss. Like. and we found that the other day because our mate who does videos told us there's a filter there's a grade that they yeah. use at Made in Chelsea to make it look as though everything's really happy now we know full, full well because we've got <laughs> I've got some mates that are quite middle class everything. they have the most problems in the world people yeah. at Made in Chelsea probably have the most Sam's been through it Sam Thompson's been through it everyone's been through it but we see something for an hour every week which is heavily edited and we think well I wouldn't mind going Chelsea amount of times we've said me and Dan have said <laughs> Why are we going and Chelsea? You get there and you're like, I walk through the park and Chelsea, see what sun? happens. Where's the sun? Yeah. Why don't we go Kensington and see if we find a dog to walk or something like that? Like, literally, we are so. Uh, but that's us. You so get what? there and it's just South London boys looking for like a Chelsea girl. It's just. And all of these people were rich before they were even yeah. on exactly. Made in Chelsea. Exactly. So, like, you know. 
Exactly. Give yourself a break. Like 22, I wasn't even, you know, I hadn't even transitioned yet. Really? Like I hadn't even found myself. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Really? I didn't know, you know, who I was as a person. And like, so much can happen in five years, yes. let alone, you know, just give yourself some time. I have a theory on that note um, that happiness is getting back to your inner child. Yes. And I, I'm writing Sick. that in my book. Is, oh. It's like all about nurturing your inner child. Like, what were you happy about before you needed to, you know, be concerned about money or possessions yeah, yeah. or, you know, expectations and standards? Like, what were you happy in? Like, who did you want to be? Yeah. Um, and it's like what you were saying earlier about, you know, not chasing the next thing. And then when you've got that thing, I'm going to be happy if I get that. Then I'm going to be happy if I get that. Be happy as you are with nothing. And then everything else is a bonus. I've, that is such a great point because I've found this as I've grown older. And I always think, like we always do it in WhatsApp groups. We start reminiscing. And everyone comes out of the wood where everyone's like, oh. You get, it's weird. When you get that nostalgia and you actually, yeah. head actually when it's weird. You feel like you transport back to that old mm. mindset and you're just like, Right. I've got to go there to what I had to write now. For instance, we spend so much time thinking about what's going to happen next, what's going to happen next. Honestly, your biggest comfort is actually looking about what you've done, what you've achieved, yeah. what you enjoyed in the past. Gratitude. And that's where you're going to get your most happiness Wait, from. Gratitude is, is so important, man. And that is a really good way to live your life, is focusing on... Instead of going, oh yeah, I didn't get that. No, it's going to be yeah. that, that scorchy. Yeah, so it'll be know. raining tomorrow. The storm blew a tree down. <laughs> it does perpetuate it, though. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's why when you say, oh, the universe, and then we'll give you things. It's like that mindset, though, because then it's just it's all about a perception, isn't it? And perception mm. is reality yeah. and that positive outlook. And that the fact that if you have a more positive outlook and you do perceive more positive things it. to be happening, then you'll react to those yeah. things in a more positive yeah. manner, which will then draw more positivity. But it, your it, way also, in it also so. doesn't it doesn't change what actually happens. Whether you look at it positively or negatively, what's it? Certainly, your past. This happens. Fucking happened, right? So it's yeah. like, yeah, you can either go, oh, and I did this because that happened to me when I was five, and this happened, or you can go, well, do you know what? It's done. I'm moving on from it. I'm not going to carry all of that with me as baggage for the rest of my life. And I can think. I can choose to to, to sort of look Definitely. look I'm different as we as we move forward in different chapters sure i definitely always say focus on what you can do rather than what you can't because what you can't do is always going to seem so much more daunting than what you can and baby steps as well you know small movements don't tire yourself out with you know taking too many like big leaps because you're going to get exhausted all right last orders right so what we do here right uh mumro is we say something which isn't People wouldn't expect seen, of us. Did we did a free the geezer. Yeah. I'm going to repeat the one I did on the snap, which was my name's Danny Graft. I'm a geezer, but I've watched Made in Chelsea all the way through twice. What? what? And what? I don't, I don't watch, I don't watch anything twice. Even the producers haven't done that. I know, mate. I know. <laughs> I'm a geezer, and Jim, is this podcast going out on Deezer? Anyway, my thing is, <laughs> I like uh, I like pina coladas. I'm a big fan of pina coladas. I like having one with my, with my grandma, Miss Beryl, sometimes. That's my film. Well, I can't even think of one. <laughs> so let's go. Go, Scott. All right. Um, I'm Scotty Stacks, uh, and I'm a geezer, and I have four different Joe Malone fragrances, which wow. I like to blend because it makes new ones. <laughs> what perfume? So perfume? No, they're unisex. But I've realised. But there's ones. There's like ones which are easy as them. I love her. It makes but, they've, ones. but they've got no because you can make new smells that no one else has got. I do that. Yeah. Yeah. You always study Fair perfumes, enough. are you appreciate Yeah. <laughs> I've got a high five on that. Wow. Uh, on that note, I'm Gareth Smith. I'm a geezer. I. St- 
spent 280 quid on an aftershave last week. Oh. Yes. Oh, well, 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 yeah. smell nice. Amber Nui by Christian Dior. Someone's doing well. So reality TV does pay the bills. Mum, right? So I. It's going to sound really weird if I say I'm a geezer, but um, I guess we're just like, I'm a geezer. Uh, You're drinking a beer. I'm drink, I do like a beer. Oh, there you go. I just go with that. Yes. Favourite beer? Favourite beer. Um, I like a, uh, like a tiger. Tiger? Wow. I'm a tiger. Best, the best beer to have with a curry? Yeah. On that note, I'd like to thank our guest today, Munro. <laughs> thank it's you very much. It's been an absolute pleasure, pleasure meeting you. Guys. I couldn't wait to read this book, genuinely. I'm really How long are we looking? Excited. How long are we looking on the book? Probably a year. What's so, it going to be called? Oh, well, I can't say yet. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we don't come up with song titles until they're out, I think. Yeah. <laughs> We're still debating now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. And thank you very much, Dr. Gareth. You're very welcome. You've, it's pleasure. been an absolute pleasure. Well done, everyone. Thank you very much, everyone. Well, I enjoyed that. I think that was good, very informative. I think we've took this away from a lot of these things, but don't worry about social media, full stop. Enjoy yourself, look around you. There's a lot of things to be enjoyed. And if you're going to use social media, use it for a tool. Um, what surprised me about our guest Munro was the beers, I think. Straight in on the lagers, early doors. Got a lot of time for that Munro. First time we met her, didn't disappoint. She's been supporting us for a very long time. And she's got a lot of good stuff coming up, so make sure you look out for that. We did touch on some serious stuff, but again, like I said, I think it can all be solved, really, basically by finding out what your issues are, loving yourself, and if it all gets too much, just ignore it or log out. If anyone you know has been affected by this or any of the issues or topics raised, there'll be a list of websites and services in the episode info box where you can get some help if necessary. Please like, subscribe and rate the Free the Geezer podcast. Okay.